Hello, 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 everyone out there. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. And it's your girl Kimbo here, aka the Blasian Sensation, aka Miss Chattling Trafing Queen, aka Kingpin Kimbo. What's up? AKA Daughter of Pajanad, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Miss Petty Pussy, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Kimbo Kush, aka Captain Planet. She's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, aka Miss Pussy Gantro, aka the Hustlin' Hussy, aka twerking on your daddy's couch, aka yes, my middle name is spelled wrong, aka Kimbo of all trades because she can do it all, honey, aka the Nomadic Nympho, aka Great Ass McGee, thanks to Rick Dog for that, uh, aka, <laughs> uh, aka heels bigger than your dick, aka Platypussy, to the horns. Hi everyone, welcome back. Um, this is episode 37. Oh my god, 37. 37. That's in Spanish. And then in Thai, let's see, it's Sam's Nung Song Sam. Nung Song Sam Si Ha Hok Jet. Sam Sip Jet. Sam Sip Jet is 37 in Thai. Oh my God, guys, aren't you proud of me with my tie? You know, (laughs) maybe I can, you know, keep this going, you know. I'm going to need to try to, like, practice some other tie words other than just fucking numbers every week. Um, How about I greet you guys? Sawadika. Sawadika. That's how you say it. That's like the greeting, and then you have, like, your hands up, like, kind of like you're praying, and then it's called a Y, and then you, like, bow your head a little bit. That is, like, the greeting in Thailand. You're welcome. Um, hi, guys. You guys, I'm fucking high boots right now. I'm tired, too. Uh, sorry to you know, start this off with a, such a positive note. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Really happy to be here. Um, no, guys, I worked all day, and it's been quite a busy, busy time for your girl. Uh, my sister's getting married this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, guys, I am her maid of honor. So your girl's been really busy, so I'm sorry, but I'm even like, I'm even like surprised that I can sit here and, you know, do this episode with you guys this week because I like have been swamped, Um, but I love my sister very much and I love you guys very much. So I'm going to try to like, you know, do what I got to do. Kimboology is something I really care about as well. I care about you guys. So I'm going to just try to give you guys an episode. Um, this is just solo dolo kimbo this week. And this is kind of just going to be the shoot the shit episode, honestly, guys, because there's so much going on in my life. Uh, I have a wedding to, you know, you know, now I have a wedding. My sister has a wedding, but I'm in the wedding. Um, there's just so much going on with like work and like scheduling. And then like, uh, oh, we built that fucking greenhouse, guys. Cue the horns for that one. We deserve. Um, we actually built a motherfucking greenhouse, believe it or not. Um, yeah, guys, it took a while, but it took like, I mean, I think it was like four or five days. Oh, but technically it's actually still not done, uh, because we still need to like winterize it. Meaning like hammer all these little nails all over the fucking shit. Cause I guess the shit can just blow the fuck away. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, my cannabis babies have a place to grow and thrive. Yes, guys. I have I have decided to grow my own cannabis. What's up? Um, I am a medical patient here in Illinois, so I, it is legal for me to grow weed, um, believe it or not. Um, plus, Illinois State, this is a recreational, aka adult use state um, for cannabis. 
So I said, fuck the bullshit. I spend way too much fucking money on weed. So I need to start growing it. So yeah, that's what I'm doing, guys. Um, I was super hype boots in the beginning because I was like, I got the little seeds, you know, shout out to like the homies that got me the seeds and stuff. And then I found my partner found a seed in our eighth the other day. That was kind of cute. It was a little gelato seed, a little gift from Mother Earth. Um, so I'm trying to grow that too. So I was all proud, you know, like I popped my seeds, you know, uh, when you pop your seeds, meaning you sprout your seeds, uh, you could just do that really simple. You could just put that in a little plastic bag with some like paper towel, damp paper towel with water and then just wait a few days and then you'll see a little baby sprout come up. So that's when you plant the bitch, you put it in a pot, add some water and make it grow. So, um, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing guys. So, um, good luck to me, I guess. Come on, send all your wishes, send all your good vibrations. Cause, um, I just pray that I grow some, uh, some nice, you know, ganja. I'm hoping, um, there's a lot to this shit guys. A lot. It's super complicated. I mean, it also can't, it also could be very simple. It's kind of just kind of like what you take or make of it when it comes to growing weed. Uh, I follow this one super exuberant white dude on YouTube. I forgot his name right now. Um, I'll have to find it and I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about him again, but he's like one of these, he talk. he talks like, he, he talks like this. Hi guys. Like how welcome to Kimboology. Like he legit talks like that. Like what? <laughs> um, he has like this constant radio annoying nerd voice. Um, but his videos are dope and he's very like thorough and he shows you how he like cures his plants. He, the vegetation stage, the, you know, flowering stage, how to get, you know, burp your plants. How do you, um, harvest them? How do you trim them? How do you, you know, dry them? It's a fucking lot. So like, I literally was like doing the fucking numbers in my head and I was like, God damn it. My we won't be done to like fucking goddamn it for fall, basically. Fall. I'm like, damn, I gotta wait till like I gotta wait like fucking four months for these shits to d- be done. I'm over here like thinking I'm gonna have weed tomorrow. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go grow my plants, guys. Yay. And then boom, I realized, bitch, this is gonna take a long time. What the fuck? So in the meantime, I still gotta like buy my weed. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's annoying, but um it's actually quite therapeutic and cathartic or whatever you wanna call it to uh uh, to, to grow plants, you know? So, um, I'm loving it. I really am. It's something I really look forward to in the morning because these bitches grow. Yo, have you guys ever grown, um, cannabis or marijuana? Like these niggas, little, these little niggas, these little nicklets grow overnight, like inches. It's like wild. So like legit, it's like every morning I'm so super excited to wake up to go water them and everything because, they grow so fucking fast. And I started using this uh, really cool app called Bud. Um, oh, that was your uh, med- masturbate, meditate, uh, medicate segment, guys. Medita- Sorry, I'm saying it all out of order. Oh, my God. Get your brand right together, Kim. What the fuck? Uh, meditate, masturbate, medicate. That is your segment for this week, guys. Uh, I'm using this app called Bud. So this week is medicates. Duh. Uh, yeah, it's an app. It's a really, really cool app called Bud that is a basically a journal for people growing cannabis. And you can the cool thing is you can like post photos. It tells you like you could talk about the strain, you you know, the day, and then you take photos of like your progress, write yourself little notes. It's perfect for your girl because I'm like really bad when it comes to like journaling and writing down shit. I'm all about photos and videos and stuff. It's just how my brain works. So uh, this app is quite perfect because you could also follow other 
cannabis growers as well. Um, so I've been like looking through this little community here and like just kind of following other growers and seeing what their plants look like. It's quite, it's really fun and it's really like nice to see what's going to turn out, like what's going to come of my little babies. So, and if you guys haven't followed, um, the Kimboology Instagram page, uh, at Kimboology, at Kimboology podcast, um, is my Instagram handle. It's in the show notes. Uh, I usually post updates on my plants. So if you guys want to see me grow, uh, tune into that. Watch my stories. That's where you'll see them. Um, so yeah, I've been really having fun with that. Um, I've been going to this like, what you call it? Like a little like shop, like an organic, not an organic. It's a, it's a cannabis grow shop. So they sell everything you need um, to grow cannabis and all the little knickknacks and things like that. And every time I go in there, I feel like I'm a fucking like, I'm like going to like chemistry class. Like it's a lot. Like there's like pH for your fucking water. There's, you need clone gel. If you want to make clones of your plants, there's fucking root washing and there's fucking, uh, you know, nitrogen and acid and base and, you know, and you're just like, what? Like, can I just get some dirt and and fucking grow some plants? It's like, what? But I want to learn it. I want to learn it. But every time I go in there, I'm overwhelmed as shit. So I'm asking the bitch in the counter all sorts of questions. And she's this lily white girl that's got another kind of like a very monotone voice. And she just looks at me like, bitch, you're annoying. But I don't care. Um, I need to know these things because I want to grow the foyness of the ganjas out there. One day it would be my goal to have a strain named after me. I think I talked about that already, but that'd be litty titty kitty. Um, but I got a lot of work to do before I do that. So yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, that's my just cute little update on my, um, my little, uh, greenhouse situation. Um, happy pride month guys. Happy motherfucking pride month. Shout out to the LGBTQ plus IA. I hope I said that in the right order community. Um, I know there keeps, you know, there's more and more added and like, I know that I think the flag just got updated as well. So it's no longer just the rainbow flag. There's like kind of some shapes and things on there too. Um, I just want to be politically, politically, but I can't speak polit. I'm also high. Duh. Um, what did I smoke? I think I smoked some blackberry kush, uh, which is a nice, sexy indica strain. And then I think I... What I, oh, I took, an edible, I took half an edible. I love these one edibles, guys. Called The brand is called Wana. Um, if you're familiar, um, I think they sell Wana in other states, too. We're in Illinois, but pretty sure they sell it in other states. Wana is a really amazing, like, edible gummy. They make these really delicious vegan gummies that taste delicious. But not only that, but they're effective as fuck. So the strawberry lemonade one-to-one, meaning 100 milligrams of CBD and 100 milligrams of THC, sickening but what I do is I just take half because your girl has a low tolerance so um it doesn't take me much to get fucked up so I'm pretty fucked up right now (laughs) um that's why I can't speak um oh yeah happy pride month um what else um yeah guys uh in Chicago though our pride month has our pride parade has been moved to fucking October ask me why I, I don't know um I'm guessing that they felt like all the bodies together is going to be an issue in June, even though, you know, there's a bunch of like what um, music festivals and shit still happening. So I don't know. They moved it to October. I don't know if that was shade or not. Um, whatever. At least there's still going to be a, pra- a pride parade. Per- 
a pride parade here in Chicago. Um, my, uh, let's see what else got, I'm here for like, I don't know. I'm kind of here, but I'm also kind of not here for all these companies kind of standing for like, you know, showing their gay pride. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, I kind of feel like the companies use this as a marketing scheme, like as a marketing, you know, tactic to get to sell. Um, if you see this a lot now, this month is just like, people are just, you know, saying, Hey, pride this, like they, all these companies are coming out with their pride, specialized pride gear. And like there's cannabis companies that have pride specialized, um, gummies and pens and, you know, vape batteries and things like that, you know, and I'm here for inclusion. I'm here for the celebration, but I also don't want it to be just sort of like a way to like, be like, all right, well, this is a way for us to sell, make money. We don't actually care about, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community it's just a matter of us making money because i kind of felt that way about when um when the george george floyd um protests and riots were in full gear and like companies were like coming out the world saying oh yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah we're black lives matter please don't crash please don't you know fucking uh break our windows like i swear to god we are black lives matter like you know like they were like they felt obligated to like say something as before they wouldn't say shit you know all of a sudden we're sitting we're getting the email blast saying oh we support black lives matter oh my god please don't you know stop don't, please don't stop buying starbucks coffee like oh my god you know like i don't know so it's kind of like one of those like situations where i'm just like eh, i'm happy but i'm not because it's like i also see what the fuck capitalism and patriarchy all have to do with this shit too so anyways that's kind of how i feel about that um but at the end of the day this is for all my uh you know queer and gay and lesbian and non-binary and all you all you loved ones out there i support y'all um i'm not really technically straight myself am i i I don't know sexuality is so fluid um i'd fuck a girl (sighs) i would I wanted to, um, you know, I have a whole ass, you know, my partner's a man and I love him down and that's my nigga for life. So, but still like, I've always, you know, I've been attracted to women and something, you know, but at the same time, I also don't want to like, um, what's the word? Like, I know that in the, in the, in the LGBTQ plus IA community, it's very much like, oh, you just want to like, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm just like trying to pretend to be bisexual or like not like I've never had a like in-depth sexual experience with a, with a woman like that before. Um, so I can't necessarily say like I'm, you know, queer. Or I'm, you know, bisexual. Da, 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 da. You know, I I feel like I I would be in love with the person. Like I feel like I guess if the if I'm understanding the proper definition of it, like a pansexual person is like you're you can fall in love with the person. It doesn't matter what body they're in, right? Something like that. So that's kind of me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if, you know, my partner ended up having a pussy, I'd be like, okay, let's, let's roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not like, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about it. But um, also guys, Mercury is in full bootsy fade. Okay. Mercury, <laughs> if you guys, you know, are... One of these woo-woo peoples that believe in the just uh, the planets and the you know universe, whatever. Um, Mercury is in retrograde right now, and your girl's going through it. Like every day at work, I want to strangle bitches left and right. Um, it's just a struggle. So <laughs> um, the other one, I just like can't. I can't with work right now. It is I'm so negative about it right now. Like I want to like leave every. I just want to like quit every day in a sense. But like at the same time, I'm like, bitch, you gotta pay your bills. You know. Um, 
yeah, it's, I'm just like having this like total, like unmotivation for it. You know what I mean? I like, I'm unblessed. Like I said, I'm blessed to have the job I have love working in the cannabis industry down. Um, it's just one of those things where like, I feel like mercury is fully trying your girl and it's working. Cause I have just been not in the fucking mood. Also, can I just go into my petty peeve real quick? Um, Okay, so I don't know if you guys do know, but I am an actor, you know, slash dancer, slash whatever you want to call it. But so I have an agent and my agent will send me auditions, right, Um, to various roles or whatever, commercials, whatever, right? Um, Right now, because of the age that we live in right now in this pandemic world, um, if you do get an audition, you are allowed to send a self-taping of yourself to uh, the casting networks. Um, so the most common ones here um, are is Actors Access uh, and then like Casting Networks. Those are some two big ones. Um, so yeah, so you can make a profile. Your agent will send you like, will, you know, obviously sh- whenever they get a role, if they look through their, you know, they look through their Rolodex of, you know, um, actors, and then um, they choose somebody they feel that will fit the role. So, you know, my agent will say, hey, Kim, send me an email through Actors Access and be like, hey, you have an audition for the new show on Amazon, you know, whatever. We need a we need a hostess. We need a bartender. We need this. We need that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I have been auditioning um, I'm pretty steady in that sense. I've been sending in self-tape auditions here and there. Um, but I have a petty peeve, right? You guys all know that I also pole danced for eight years, okay? Not only did I take this sport very seriously, but it took over my entire life for many years, okay? Um, I, it, I put pole and pole dancing before everything, you know? Um, I even competed in, 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 con- in this country, out of state. Um, I've competed out of the country, overseas. Um, I've won competitions out of state. I have acted on several different TV shows, uh, Southside, Chicago PD. I've done commercials. I've done um, music videos, okay? I've even was one of the pole dancers slash strippers for the Snoop Dogg concerts. So I take this shit very seriously. I've trained really hard. When I did the competition in St. Louis and won, I trained very hard, five to six times a week for several hours to get the strength that I did to win that competition and to do and achieve those tricks, right? It is a craft. It is a skill, okay? I have a huge petty peeve for the filming industry when it comes to pole dancers, okay? Because when you are a dancer, say like say you're a hip-hop dancer, You've done ballet, you've done jazz, whatever have you, modern arts, whatever. You go and you train and you practice for years, right? It's a skill. It's a craft, right? In the world, in the acting world of SAG-AFRA, right? That's like the union for actors. Um, if If you are a dancer and you can be sag Afra, meaning... If uh, if they wanted to hire dancers for a music video for Snoop uh, for Neo or Neo's new video, the, why am I saying Neo? Is he really relevant still? Oh my god! If I wanted to, if I wanted to get dancers for say Cardi P's new video, right, or even a movie, right? Say the new 
say there's a Harry Potter movie and they need dancers. Why the fuck would they need dancers in a Harry Potter movie? Oh my God, I'm, I'm giving you horrible references. They need professional dancers, right? Well, SAG Afra recognizes uh, um, professional dancers as like its own, is, are they professionals, right? So they're not seen as background artists. They're, they have to go through an agency, a skilled, like an agent, just like my agent books me for speaking roles and things like that. They have to go to an agent as well for dancers. And when you get hired on a, a network show or even anything professional in that sense, the dancers get paid very well. Okay, they're not getting paid some little chump change, and then they're also being they're also being a part of the union. They're also um, it's it's got to be a SAG Afra affiliated job through the union, right? I'm very tired of these shows, these these music video uh, music videos, these even Snoop Dogg. I'll, I'll admit it, guys. They did not pay us what we deserve. Okay. You get any basic bitch up there and try to do the shit that I can do on the pole. Get, please do. I, I, I encourage you. Because that shit ain't easy. It shit's very hard. And it takes years to, to fucking train and to achieve, right? All the tricks that we can do on the pole, right? But yet, these fucking shows, um, and I'm just going to talk about the ones here in Chicago, obviously, because I'm here. I don't know quite how they do things in L.A., Atlanta, or New York City, right? I just know what I'm used to here in Chicago. They don't recognize pole dancers as like an actual bitch, shag afra, you know, dancing skill to have. Like, I saw the other day people tagging me in a post talking about, ooh, Kimbo, Power Force, meaning there's a spinoff show that it's filming here in Chicago from the show Power um, called Force, I believe. And someone's like, oh, Kim, they need pole dancers for this, the, the show, the, the Power f- spinoff show. The rate is two fifty for eight hours and then plus overtime. 250 hours for eight hours of pole dancing, guys. Can I repeat Bitch. myself? They wanted to book pole dancers for $250 for eight hours of pole dancing. Do you know how fucking hard it is to constantly pole dance for even three minutes solid, let alone eight hours? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, it is an insult. It is disgusting. I hate this industry and how they don't recommend, don't recognize it. That's another reason why I just stepped away from being from pushing pole pole dancing to be my number one thing that I cared about is because it's not seen as a skill. It's not seen as a craft. Unless I'm stripping, it's not seen as art. It's not seen as something that's useful, right? So what the fuck am I doing putting all my effort into this skill, this craft, this art, this you know, this being an athlete? If it's not recognized yet, you know, it's, it's still on its way. It's like, so yeah, it just infuriates me because that's insulting. Okay. I've done jobs where it's been $500. Okay. For eight on shows like, you know, like I said, I've been a PD. I've been on, you know, Southside, the show that's filming on HBO. So that, um, but it's not only that it's like, they take that one is, is a legit business. I mean, it's a legit show, whatever. And I, had a lot of friends in the show and I used to do the show for a lot less, but at the same time, you know, I had to say, I had to just, it's just disgusting. I I had to say, stop, you know, like there's gotta, you also have to know your worth too. And the unfortunate thing is that there are going to be other dancers, other, you know, pole dancers, strippers, whatever have you, that's going to be able to, that's going to be like, yes to that job. 
And they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. Because, and I tell you one thing, I, the ones that you say yes to this type of job ain't, ain't really strippers, okay? Because strippers know how much work it takes to go on the pole night after night after night and how much energy it takes to, to trick out on the pole. And they're not, they're not about to fucking waste their time and waste their, their hard-earned bodies to, to, for 250 bucks when they can make that shit in an hour. <laughs> You know, Bitch. stripping or dancing. Like, fuck out of here with this fucking insult, you know? I'm just tired of it. I'm really tired of it. And it's like, I, I, I'm just like, I don't know when the world's going to realize and recognize it as a skill, as a craft, as, as being an athlete. Because that's what these women are. And men. I'm so sorry. Men and women and everybody in between. Okay? It's insulting, guys. So if you do out there want to hire pole dancers for a movie, a gig, or whatever have you, pay them girls what they deserve. And also make them sag afra. I'm sorry, it's a skill. It needs to be recognized as such. You know, just because we have to be half naked to do the skill, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit at all. Because these dancers be wearing half naked shit too. And they're getting all the fucking coin. And I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. I need to take a little break. Because that got, that got your girl heated. I just keep going back to that moment of like being like, fuck, you know? Like... I know my worth and that's bullshit. That rate is bullshit. Anyways, we need to take a break so I can take a breath. I'm going to smoke my little disposable pen here. And actually, it's not a disposable pen. I, um, my company gave me a free battery. So it's, it's actually kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, shout out to my company. I'm not going to shout them out for real. But I'm going to take a hit off this. I'm going to grab a drink of water. And we're going to take a break. And we'll come back. Okay? Bitch. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. And we are back. Oh my God, you guys. The fucking creepiest thing just happened to me right now. You know how I just went on a rant right before the break about pole dancers not being recognized as SAG? Well, creepy the fuck enough. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you guys. I'm a little freaked out right now. My sister just texted me because that show, Power Force or whatever, the spinoff for Power, is filming. She's on her at her job right now. She's actually at work and they're filming. They're doing some sort of... Um, I don't know, they're filming on her, on her job. And she's been talking to one of the guys on props that I know. I used to work with him on Empire. And he told her that they're looking for pole dancers and they're going to pay $1,500 and they're going to be, but they have to, they have to go through SAG. <laughs> what the fuck is, you guys, I'm shooketh right now because I, I'm not even fucking kidding you. I'm over here. I took, I took a hit of my vape. I was like, Kim, breathe. I know you're angry, but breathe. And then I took a little sip of my little seltzer water. Because if y'all know Kimbo, you know a girl, your girl loves a nice bubbly water. Oh, and you guys, this is like a really nice bougie one. If you guys ever fuck with LaCroix, um, I've tried this new beach plum flavor. Sickening. Get into it. Anyways, um, yeah, literally, I'm drinking that. I'm sipping them. I'm smoking my vape. And my sister texts me that. 
you tell me what that means, guys. Is that that's literally God? Come on, that's God, the universe. Like, I mean, it's one of those like slap in the face moments. Is, is it not? Is it not? I mean, you t- you show me where it's not. Okay, I had to just have a moment because that freaked me out. Okay, and it it just happened right now. So. I haven't even texted her back yet. So she's going to be like, Kim, answer me. But I'm going to be like, girl, I had to do the podcast. And you fucking just send me a message literally after I had over it. I don't know. I'm creeped the fuck out right now. Anyways. Okay. Back to the show. Um, if she texts me again, I'm going to be like, girl, you know, I'm be like, uh, but I'm so freaked out. You know, but honestly, though, this actually just kind of puts some like fire under my ass because my agent asked me like why I didn't have any videos of me pole dancing on my like actors access profile. Um, and I like need to do it. I need to get on like posting videos on there. It's complicated because it's like you got to pay to post stuff on there and everything like that. I'm not saying that I won't do it. I just like haven't had time to sit down, find all these videos of me pole dancing and to upload them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do it. I, this is just more fire under my ass to do it. So yeah, creeped out. Anyways, let's do the recycling of it. No, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have to do sexy sustainability first. Look at me. I can't even remember. <laughs> My, sh- my I can't even remember my show, guys. I'm so freaked out right now. Like, that was the creepiest thing. That was fu- that was. You guys, come on. Was it not creepy? That was creepy. I can't believe that actually happened. I can't believe like she literally texted me, like right after. Anyways, I don't even know if I have a sex sustainability for you guys. Oh, you know what I will tell you? I did check out this one store here in Illinois. Oh, here in um you know, whatever, Chicagoland area called Time Fresh Market. They're going to be this week's Sexy Sustainability because I just discovered them. My coworker told me about this cute little, um, it's like, it's literally like if Whole Foods and Trader Joe's made a baby. This is this kind of grocery store. It literally, it's not fully Trader Joe's because it doesn't have all the annoying people that are just like, hi, hello, how can I help you? Oh my God, you look so cute today. Oh my God. It's like, whoa, holy shit. Can I just come here and get some fucking oranges? Wow. I'm going to need you to take it down a notch. Um, Because going to Trader Joe's can be a lot. It could be a lot. It could be a trigger to your like nervous system because all of them are fucking excited and happy and love their jobs. I swear to God. So yeah, it's not quite that. And it's not quite whole whole check or whole foods uh, where it's just literally like, expensive as as all fuck and bougie and you know super like I don't know how the word is it just gives me very like you know I'm organic I'm a vegan I'm this I'm that I don't know um it's it's like a baby it's like a mix of the both so it's actually quite nice because it's affordable it gives me it's it's healthy it's organic it's fresh market they they have a lot of deals like Wednesdays they have deals um there and you can get lots of fun stuff um I went a little ham there. It was, it was cute. And they'd send like coupons and like whatever, loyalty points, all that fucking shit. So it's called Fresh Time Market. It's like a fresh, yeah. And there's like a few in like the, sub, the suburbs. And the one I go to is in Oak Park. It's very cute. Um, if you don't know my references, because I'm in Illinois, I'm in Chicago. So yeah, really, really, really cute. I loved it. Um, so that's this week's, this week's Sexy Sustainability. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. Because they're very sustainable there. Um, like I said, it's one of those hippy dippy grocery stores, but, but affordable. So I love it. Um, let's go into recycling of the news guys. Um, recycling the news. I did find this one article that I thought was sickening and like a, yay, like a win, so to speak. 
Uh, I still need to kind of like do a little bit more digging, but this is an article I found on BBC.com and it says the U.S. Supreme Court rules that half of Oklahoma is now native land. Huh. Look at that. Oh, my God. They only they get half of Oklahoma. Ain't that some ain't that the best? Even though this whole entire, you know, United States is their land originally but you know the colonizer came the colonizers came from you know europe and stole it all so um <laughs> anyways i just i was just excited to see some something of acknowledgement that this is native american land um but yeah apparently uh the u.s supreme court has ruled that half of oklahoma now belongs to the native americans um in a landmark case that is also um what squashed a child rape conviction lord have mercy the justices decided that five to four that an eastern chunk of the state including its second business biggest city tulsa sickening because i know uh crystals from the reed is from tulsa oklahoma shout out to the reed uh should be recognized as part of a reservation okay but then it's something about jim jim c mcgirth who was convicted in 1997 of raping a girl brought the case he cited that he cited the historic claim of the uh, Muscogee Creek Nation to the land where they their assaulted occurred. Um, so they have a map on the. If you look, I'm going to put the article in the show notes. And they have a map of Oklahoma, and they have it kind of like broken down by like uh, the different nations, like the Cherokee Nation and the uh, Choctaw Nation, um, Chickasaw Nation. I'm really trying to. I hope I'm saying these. Um, these names right because i don't want to look crazy on these streets but they're kind of hard to pronounce i'm not good with the words guys you know the words they be i'd be struggling um so yeah um this is just a little little um tidbit about it oh more about that rape case because i was like what skirt skirt the ruling overturned oh it overturns his prison sentence he could still however be tried in federal court McGirth is now 71 and was convicted in 1997 of raping a four-year-old girl. Oh, niggas are disgusting. What? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I'm done. Okay, I'm done reading this. This is disgusting. What the fuck? Four years old? You guys, I can't. What is wrong with people? Like, I don't... Can't even fathom that fucking thought. You just look at a fucking four-year-old like that, you dirty old piece of shit. Die. Anyways, um, so the article didn't even mention that in the title. I'm over here like, the fuck? But yeah, and and the plus side, it looks like, you know, they're ruling half of Oklahoma Native American land. So that's a start somewhere, I guess. Even though, like I said, these motherfuckers deserve half of the America if you or even more. Fuck it. This is their land in the first goddamn place, so whatever. Um so yeah, that was interesting about that. Um, what else? I don't really got much, guys. Honestly, I kind of wanted to talk about the Mike Tyson um, documentary a little bit. Um, I did watch that with my partner the other day. We watched, it was like a two-part. I think it was on um, ABC or NBC or something like that. I actually just rewatched it on like um, HBO Max. It like kind of like streamed it afterwards. You guys, I... I didn't know anything about this man's story. I had no idea. Mind you, a lot of this shit took place before I was even damn born. So, you know, granted, you know, I'm 31 years old, but still like, yeah, I just was just kind of like, 
well, damn, you know, I, I didn't realize this story, but it kind of brought up this topic, which I kind of wanted to be the main chunk of this episode this week was uh, I wanted to talk about how you assimilate, you know, in different scenarios. Like, like I noticed um, for me, you know, I kind of mentioned before in a, in a previous uh, episode about code switching, right? Uh, code switching, guys, if you're not familiar with that term, it's a term that's used for, you know, usually in the black community, we, we, we code switch to, you know, like when we're at work, right? We will, like, the way I talk now is pretty much me, right? But when I'm at work, like, if I'm dealing with a customer, you know for sure I'm going to turn, hi, how are you? Yeah, uh-huh. Totally, yeah, this is the best weed you will ever try in your entire life. Yeah, uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm, it's amazing, yeah, mm-hmm. I will turn it up like that. So um, it's called code switching, you know what I mean? Uh, literally, that's just a term for you to just kind of like, uh, I forgot the actual fucking definition, but it's just a matter of like you switching over to like maybe speak a little lighter, maybe speak a little softer, maybe not use so much, you know, slang, not maybe, you know, not slur your words or what, you know, like, it's just a matter of like, I'm not going to even say professional because I don't like that term. I don't like saying like, I don't like that, you know, I'm going to go from my regular to professional. No, it's a matter of like, because you quote, I quote switch with people as well. So there's this, (laughs) this is what I noticed that I do myself. There's this one, I have a coworker, bless her heart. She's great. She's this cute, young hippie little thing she's adorable and she kind of talks like this like yeah oh my god you know like and I noticed that when I talk to her like I'll kind of do the same thing like I'll just be like oh my god yeah like did you see like oh my god like yeah like oh my god I really like this shirt it's like my favorite shirt like I'll just kind of turn it on you know what I'm saying and like I don't know if I do it to kind of like make others more comfortable because I will definitely like for example if there's like a white old lady or a white old man in front of me and I'm talking to them I hate to admit it but I do like I will switch up the way I talk to comfort them you know what I mean which is actually kind of disgusting that I'm doing that I mean like I don't know how disgusting it is but it's a matter of like I switched I switched to my environments if that makes sense you know, if I'm with my niggas, like, of course, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to be more comfortable. I'm going to be more, more myself. So I'm going to let the slang go. I'm going to drop the niggas. I'm going to drop the, all that. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm with the whites and I'm with the Karens and the Susans and the Jims and the, you know, whatever the hell white men's names are, um, Brian's, I don't fucking know. Um, I will talk in my like elevator voice or whatever like phone operator not phone operator oh my god like I would just be like like this is one old man like hi Victor how are you today oh my god yeah did you really like that Uh uh-huh like I'll just kind of like switch it on which I didn't I do notice I do and then when I'm with certain people I'll, I'll, I'll 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 talk a different way based off of my scenarios you know um and I notice I do that a lot like I don't no one's ever called me out on it but like I noticed that I do that. I mean, I'm an actor, so, like, I guess in a sense, I'm just acting in my environments. Like, I'm kind of, like, I switch it on based off of, like, what I need to kind of feel comfortable or make the other person feel comfortable. But um, when it came to Mike Tyson, which is what I was really talking about, 
This poor man. Well, first he started as a young boy. He started fucking like boxing as when he was like 16, 17 years old. Right. Um, and he had a really super hard life. I mean, you watch, I highly recommend you watching this two part documentary series of him. And he has a podcast, which I, it's still on my bucket list to listen to because I'm super keen on listening to his shit now, now that I know his whole story, you know, um, he was just a super like, first of all, he had a very troubling, you know, childhood, very young. His mom wasn't really around. And if she was, she was getting beat on or yelling at niggas and motherfuckers really in in and out of her house, you know, fucking like just disrespecting her right in front of, right in front of, um, Mike Tyson and things. And then he had these like pigeons. He was obsessed with like pigeons and taking care of pigeons. And he like, like when he was younger, when he was a little kid, these kids used to bully him and fuck with him. And one of them took his pigeons and killed the pigeon right in front of him. And he lost it. He just lost his goddamn mind. And he like whooped the shit, he beat the shit out of them, you know? And then he basically got into boxing I don't know exactly, like, forgot. It was, like, somebody that was around him or in school or whatever noticed that he was really, really strong and was like, hey, I wonder if you could with boxing or whatever. So then he, like, went to, like, stay with this one older man that was this, like, boxing genius guru, coach, trainer kind of guy, master, you know, guru guy. And he trained him to be, like, the best heavy heavyweight champion of the world type of shit. And he was young. I mean, he was like very young. So he, but he was like really good, very young. And every person he was in the in the ring with, he would knock out like right away. So he became really good, really fast, you know. And like with his upbringings of his past, with his his like not no not ever knowing his dad and having such a rough childhood, you know, he picked up these bad tendencies and these these characteristics, qualities about himself. You know, he became a womanizer, an abuser. Uh, He even went to jail uh, for raping a young pageant beauty queen. Um, She was, I believe, 19 at the time. I forgot how old he was, but he went to jail. He went to jail. Um, I think it was like three years he ended up doing. Um, And he became Muslim, Muslim, and came out like supposedly a changed man. But then he got right back into like this, you know, to boxing and then just just having the like just but I want I want God it's gotta be so fucking tough to be who he was and like ha- be so young and to get so much stardom and fame and money and power and wealth at such a young age too starting out when he didn't have that to begin with like he went through like this person this man went through so many roller coasters in life right it was quite amazing to me right cuz at one point he was at his high he was making great money he could get any girl in the world he wanted you know uh but then when he uh you know got a, you know put in jail for raping that young girl everything was taken away from him right he was stuck in a jail cell you know he wasn't and, you know, used to the glamour and the fame anymore and the, and the high life. So he was back to the shit again, right? Like he was when he first started out, when he was a little kid. And then when he got out, boom, again, another, like, roller coaster. He got out. He started boxing again, winning, lo- you know, losing. And then then having the media in your face constantly, I mean, 24-7, just everything he did was under a microscope. And then when the Evander Holyfield and him fight came out, 
and the whole him biting his ear and everyone turning on Tyson saying he was like this deranged maniac, psycho, you know, angry, you know, boxer man and just kind of gave him this like very like this malicious kind of like intent on who he was as a person and like I just feel I just made me I was emotional I cried it was very hard because this man went through so much oh and then and then his he had he had seven children but he lost like his one child from a horrible accident it was, I believe the child was either three or four years old. And then I think it was, the child got stuck into the treadmill or something and had an accident and like ran or like something happened with the treadmill when he was like, you know, and then the child flew off and the child died. So then he had to, um, I'm getting like emotional thinking about it. Oh my God. It's like he, uh, he had, a, first of all, he, first he had to like the, his mentors, the, the, this, you know, like I said, the, the old man, the boxing man, the, the guru, the master, took him in, and it was him and his wife, and they were these this older white couple. He they died. He had to bury them, you know. And everyone said that when he when that when that coach died, he lost like his mentor of life. Like he didn't know what to do. Like he was just kind of running amok. So he had to watch them die pass. He had to watch friends. Tupac uh, was his like close friend apparently, and then he he died like right after his show or one of his fights or something like that. And then to have his, like, his child die like that and so young and so, like, in such a, like, horrible accident, you know? And it's just, like, this man went through so much in his life. Like, then he got, you know, obviously with, you know, drug and alcohol abuse was a part of it, too. And, you know, just he had such highs and lows and the, the stardom and then to have the constant, you know, scrutiny of, of, of his fans, you know, at one point he was just like, I don't want to, he was doing this like type, like he, at one point when he got out though, he was like a little tight on money. So he had to do these like live in person, like trainings, like boxing sessions in like front of an audience. And he would go on the mic and be like, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't fucking want to sit here in front of you people. I hate you people. But I got to do it because I got to pay bills and I got to like, you know, what I'm saying I got no money or some shit. It was just it was crazy. He was just like he hated and he loved his fans all at the same time. You know what I mean? Because he hated that he they, they, like they turned on him so quickly, you know, and to have all that be under an under a microscope, you know, constantly being judged by the media, you know, and I don't know. It's 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 just. And then, yeah. And then to this day, you know, he's in his 50s and he's, you know. Uh, you know, he, he I, apparently like last year, the year before last, he, he was in a fight again. And that wasn't just like it wasn't a serious fight, but it was one of those like kind of like entertainment, you know, oh, my God, Mike Tyson's actually getting back in the ring. I mean, this nigga's like in his 50s now. So uh, but he trained up. He like got really fit again, lost weight, you know, did his normal training thing. And uh, I forgot even what who the person was he fought or like the relevant. It wasn't the re- it was it wasn't even like. Oh, he, you know, so and so is gonna whoop his ass. Da, da, da. It's just it was just a matter of him actually doing it, I think. And then he has this podcast now, which I'm super keen on listening. I'm gonna keep you guys posted on it. And you know, I believe that, like, I did hear though that he was bringing on like rappers that were like 
kind of a little lost and he was having heart to hearts with them and like just like being real. Cause I mean, if anyone's going to like give you, you know, some school you on life, it's, it's Mike Tyson. Cause he's been through it all, like been through it all. I mean, this nigga had his own tiger. God damn it. The nigga had his own tiger. He had a tiger as a pet, which I don't agree with. Leave, leave the animals alone, guys. These animals are going to come out and they're going to take over. Okay. Wow, I'm totally saying that, and I have chickens. Oh, my God, I'm such a fucking hypocrite. Um, <laughs> I'm horrible, guys. But at least, you know, no, not at least. I'm horrible. Oh, my God. Ugh, I'm a horrible person. Um, <laughs> but tigers, really? Come on, leave them motherfuckers in, in the safari in Africa. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. But anyways, at the I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit because I just, it really resonated with me and it just kind of like, I just kind of noticed things about myself and like what I do and like, you know, I'm such an actor, you know what I mean? Like I always like act in my, you know, and that's the thing is like, I'm able to kind of like, f- like float. That's why I'm Kimbo of all trades, right? I'm, I'm able to kind of be good at a lot of different things and kind of assimilate to a lot of different environments and be kind of the not the star, but mean like be like a person of like relevance in a sense. Um, and people look forward to seeing me and they, they say, I, I, I bring the light in the room and I'm, I'm leaving good vibrations wherever I go. And, you know, I truly believe that's because of the work I've done on myself, but at the same time, I had to go through a lot too. You know, I, I've been through a lot in my life. You know, I'm in nowhere comparing, comparing my life to Mike Tyson. Good Lord. Um, but in a sense of like, I look back at all my, my, my fails, my, my, my triumphs, my experiences and everything. And it's like, I've really, I've lived a very full life too, you know, and I have a lot that I can share. And that's li- literally why I started Kimboology because, you know, I would just have conversations with people and they would just be so, um, just in tune. And they're just like, amazed, like Kim, like, wow, like you've really like fucking done this, like a- asking me suggestions and asking my advice and things like that. And it's like, um, I'm only one person, you know, I I only can live my life the way I live it. That's why it's called Kimboology. Um, but it's also to kind of show you guys a way, an alternative. And if I encourage or inspire other people to do the same or to maybe be more sustainable about the planet or try a pole dancing class or take that trip around the world that they've always been wanting to do. And I don't know try cannabis for the first time, you know, masturbate, you know, like meditate, you know, I do yoga. I did yoga today too, guys. Oh my God. I haven't done yoga in so long. Like, so when it, it's summertime here in Chicago and when it's uh summertime, I really like to do yoga outside. I, I find it very, um, therapeutic, cathartic. Uh, I usually feel amazing afterwards. And then like, Back when I was training pole dancing very seriously, I was very hard on myself and I would be very, very um, disappointed when I couldn't train every day or if I didn't do anything physical every single day. And uh, I, ha- I was in the best shape of my life when I was really training, you know. Um, and right now I will admit that I'm not. I'm just definitely not in the best shape of my life and I want to be better. And But I think it's important for me to not focus on such a like strenuous like, okay, I have to be, I have to pole dance. I have to post this one pole dancing video or or society's going to shun me. and blah, blah, blah. Like I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I want to do things that make me happy 
And if that means I want to do yoga outside one day and the next day I want to just go for a bike ride and the next day I want to go for a roller, just rollerblade or, or the next day I want to, you know, pole dance, you know, it's just, or I want to go hoop, you know, I have my hoop bike too. I can, I can, um, rig up to my, uh, garage and do some hooping. So, uh, aerial hoop guys, if you guys are like hooping, no, not basketball. I'm not doing that. I don't do that. Um, (laughs) no, I mean, I do every now and then, but. I'm talking about Lyra, Aerial Hoop, Circus. So, but yeah, that's really it, guys. I just wanted to kind of give it, give that thought because I just noticed that about myself and like, I just want to encourage everyone out there to just kind of stay authentic. Like, it's really, really easy to lose yourself, right? Whether that be in a job, whether that be in a, in a relationship, whether that be in a friendship, whether that be in a family relationship. Um, you know, I think it's important to not lose sight of what makes you, you, right? We're all authentically and uniquely ourselves and no one else can be that but ourselves. You know, like I used to get really like, oh, you know, like I need to do this. Oh, I wish I could do this like so-and-so, or I wish I could be flexible like this, or I wish I could, you know, make more money like this person or, you know, everything, all the comparisons are are only going to just put you in a place of negativity. You know, like you are doing the best for you right now. You know what I mean? And you should be thankful. You should be proud of yourself. And I'm, I'm really speaking this out too, also as manifestation, because I am truly manifesting my life going forward every single day. And I think it's working. I honestly do. I manifested the job that I have now. I, I manifested, you know, um, you know, this other job too. And, uh, I am, I'm, I am currently manifesting Kimboology to be what it needs to be, whether, whatever God in the universe takes me going forward. Um, I'm manifesting it. I really am. And I'm speaking it into existence. Um, I'm not here for the fame, the money I'm here. I want to live a full life, but I also want financial freedom, but I also want to be happy at the end of the day. And I want to be surrounded with my loved ones. And I want to, you know, put food on Georgie's plate, you know, my cat Georgie. Um, But yeah, I I just wanted to kind of like, I I love the way the documentary for Mike Tyson ended because it left on such a positive note. He was with his son and they they put notes on like how Mike Tyson's doing this podcast and he's still living his life really good and he's, you know, and he's a very, you know, he's being really involved in his kids' lives now and this and this and that. So it made me smile, you know, but it was a lot, you know, and I, I just want to say that, you know, it's very easy to be negative and especially with Mercury being in Booty Fade, oh Lord, because Mercury in retrograde has been trying me. I swear to God, just even me doing this guys. Like I have no, you guys have no idea how hard it was for me to get on this mic today. Like it was extremely hard. Like I was contemplating, like just not doing it and just laying and being like high and masturbating and going to sleep. (laughs) But, uh, I honestly was like, no, you know, I, I want to like, I want to give you guys something this week, you know? And you know, my sister's getting married on Sunday and I am just like super excited for her. She deserves it. She's so, she's such a good person. She's such a, like, you know, like if anyone deserves to be happy, it's her, you know? And so, yeah, I didn't want to leave you guys this week hanging. Cause like, honestly guys, after today, 
I don't quite know when the fuck I'm going to have time to record uh, until next week because I was like, ooh, we are busy boots, you know? Um, But yeah, Rick Dog, you know, shout out to Rick Dog. He's going to, you know, edit this podcast and hopefully you guys get one coming up and it'll be all good. And hopefully you guys, this episode resonates with you guys and I hope that it, whatever message that was, you know, you received it in, in positivity and in, and not in malice, because that's never what my intention is. You know, I, my intention is to just kind of like get your thoughts going, have funny content, have good content, and just keep the laughs going. You know, I just want to open up your brain a little bit, get you get your little thinking there. Um, I do have a quote of the day, um, and this quote of the day is in honor of Pride Month. Yes, shout out to Pride. Um, so yeah. And it goes like this. It goes a little something like this. I hate the word homophobia. It's not a phobia. You're not scared. You're an asshole. And that was by Morgan Freeman. Shout out to the LGBTQIA community, honey. Um, Yeah, guys, that's really it, guys. I don't really have much else to say. I wanted to just give you guys a little cute little episode, just updating you guys. Um... Make sure it is hot out, guys. Make sure you are washing your face and you are toning as well as moisturizing. Right. OK, don't forget to tone because I always forget to tone and also apply your SPF, guys. Even my black and brown people out there, just because you a nigga don't mean you're going to put on sunscreen on. Let me tell you, OK, we as niggas can also get cancer in the skin and we as niggas can also get Hella dark, but not saying that's not a bad thing, but also protecting our skin from the UV, v, um, the UV rays. Because, I, I mean, I don't, listen, I'm going to be a nice, cute little chocolate this summer. I already know it. I always am. But it's about protecting your skin from the harsh sun and the UV rays. So please put on your SPF. Please and thank you. Um, that's it, guys. As always, follow me on Instagram. Uh, shout out to us on Twitter. Email, email me at kimboologypodcast at gmail.com if any of your questions or show ideas or anything. If you want to start a conversation, I'm down to talk as well. Um, always the best way is Instagram, as always. I'm usually on there a lot. Um, Kimboology Podcast. Um, yeah, guys, I really appreciate you guys every week. Oh, I am high. I feel like I'm getting higher. Maybe it's because I'm tired. It's got to be because I'm tired. I'm like, how the fuck am I feel higher? I haven't done shit, but just drink. Oh, ha, I did take a hit of that vape. Ooh, your girl's high boots right now. Um, I love you guys for real. And I hope you guys kick Mercury and Retrograde's ass. You guys stay black, stay white, stay Latino, stay Asian, stay, stay whatever the fuck you are, but just be you and be authentically yourself, okay? I love you guys. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. (coughs) Well, shoot the damn dog.